Welcome to the Volleyball Growth Coach Podcast. My name is Christopher Knowles, and today we are answering more of your guys' questions like we always do. Uh, As always, if you have any questions that come from this episode or any clips that we post, put your questions in the comment section of our TikTok account and clips and Instagram as well, at Volleyball Growth Coach. If you learn something new or grow from this episode, uh, share it with a friend, share it with a teammate, because the more you help your teammates, the more your, your team will get better and the more wins you will have if your team is better. So uh, um, we're gonna dive straight in like we always do. VGC, we don't waste any time because we wanna get better as fast as we possibly can. So question number one, what should I do if my coaches are constantly telling me to jump off of two feet when the set is really low? You should be jumping off two feet anyways. (laughs) If the set is really low, it shouldn't really be a thing to validate you jumping off of one foot. Um, I would say if the set is really low, it's uh, better to jump off of two feet because you have more body control. Because if the set's low and you're jumping off one foot and you have less body control, that's going to be a pretty brutal play to watch. (laughs) Um, So I would say you should always be jumping off two feet, especially as a volleyball player. I can't remember the last time I've seen someone jump off one foot and it worked out well other than girls volleyball running slides. Um, But I would say if the set is really low, then find ways to work with that set. I talked about it in a different episode, but causing chaos on the other side and being able to still put the ball away when the set is low is a high level attribute, right? If it's super low and you can't put the ball away, recycle it, throw it off the hands, put it in a deep corner, make the middle back work, uh, put it to the setter, right? If you can terminate the ball and get a kill, try and score. but I think you should always be jumping off two feet as a volleyball player in general. There should never be a time where you can only take off from one leg and that's going to really affect your ability to have body control as a hitter. So make sure you're always jumping off two feet. Even if the set's low, even if the set's 60 feet in the air, try and jump off two feet as much as you can in every single time. Question number two, could you explain more about the timing and the rhythm as you said at the end? Uh, so this was a video that I talked about uh, approach timing. Uh, and so, yes, I will go a little bit more into detail. Uh, timing and the rhythm, as you said. So so the first thing is rhythm. So sometimes uh, we get sent to our email uh, videos of like, how do I improve my hitting? And then the approach, there's no cadence to it. And what I mean by that is like when they're doing their approach, it's like they're basically running, Right. So when you're running, it's left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right, right. There's a little bit of a rhythm to it. It's a different one, but we want a different rhythm with our approaches volleyball players. So instead of left, right, left, right, it should be slow first couple steps into fast final steps, right? So instead of left, right, left, right, uh, yeah, so left, right, left, right, it should be left, right, left, right on our step close, right? Your step close should be the fastest two steps in if you're doing a four-step approach, right? So the first step should be the slowest. The second should be a little bit faster when you're locating the ball. And then the second and the the third and fourth should be your step closures should be fast, right? So instead of left, right, left, right, it's left, right, left, right, right? So that's the best I can explain it in words, but making sure that it's not the rhythm of running, but the rhythm of speeding up, right? So it's First slow step, second step a little bit faster, step close really fast, right? Rather than fast, 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 right? That's what I mean by the rhythm. 
And then the timing depends on the speed of the set and the speed of the offense that you're running. Uh, so let's say as an oppo, if you're running a red, right? Reds are pretty fast. Um, and so if you get a pretty consistent, let's say you get a pretty consistent set that's good height, but it's still pretty fast. You want to be on going into or on your second step, right? So same thing for go balls. If you run a fast offense, red balls, uh, for middles a little bit different. I'll talk about that. But if you're a pin and you run a fast offense, you want to be either going into your second step. If it's in system and the setters in position going into your second step or on your second step. And of course, if the setters anywhere else, like they're across the court, then you want to slow down because that technically is out of system. Um, but the timing as a middle, uh, you want to already be in the air as the setter is setting you. So that basically as a middle, you want to be in air already loaded so that the setter can basically just shoot it to you. And then you pick that ball off right from where it's going to like, if you let it go, it should just go past your face. Right. But you want to pick that ball off since you're already up in air. So for middle, it's a little bit different. Um, and that's something called zero tempo. And it's called zero tempo because there's no tempo. You're already in the air as they're setting, you know, so there's no real tempo to it. They just shoot it to you and you shoot it to you and you pick it off. Um, but timing, if you're running a fast offense, you want to be going into your second step or on your second step. If you run a, a pretty low, uh, low speed offense or a basic offense where you run like fours and fives and things like that, then I would say you want to be going into your first step as the setter is setting it. Right. So it's. It's a little bit difficult because there's different how you run your offense is different and how the speed of the offense is for your teams are different but if you're running a fast offense you want to be going into your second step if you run a slower offense you want to be going into your first step and then things obviously change based off where the setter is if it's out of system and things like that uh, and then middles zero tempo is a fast offense uh, but you also just as a middle you want to be up as the setter is setting anyways Question number th three, what are good shoes for outside hitters? That's around a hundred bucks. So I would say there's there's not really shoes that are good based off position. There, there is a couple, but I would say my biggest things with shoes is one, three things. You One, you wanna get shoes that are made by someone with a similar frame and body type as you right if you're five six and you're wearing lebron shoes it's not gonna really work out because like because if you think about it especially with guys for basketball but for girls it's a little bit different girls uh really don't have that much uh like they need like like girls don't be like oh they wear basketball shoes and they have to figure out all these things there's really for girls there's a lot more selective shoes that are great for just volleyball players in general but for guys it's a lot different um but i would say for for both guys and girls you want to find someone with the same frame as you and the same build as you that built the shoe because they build their shoes for them they don't build it for like the masses they build it for how it fits them the best and so for me i'll grab my shoes hold on for me i'm six seven i'm pretty tall but i'm also a very much like a long strided person. I like taking long strides for my approach. I'm a little bit quick, but not as quick as other players. And so something, the thing, the shoes that I wear are the freaks, right? Giannis's shoe, cause he's 6'11", but he's not a very acceleration, like quick player, 
right? And so that's what he designs his shoe to be, is to be able to jump and run in long distances. And obviously the way his shoe is built is better for taller people because it goes, as it goes up in size, his shoe size is big anyway, so they design it like that for him, right? So I've always loved Freaks as a taller player, right? I know this shoe looks huge, it's a size 14. Yes, I have big shoes. Um, but that's why I wear Freaks, right? That's why I wear these shoes because his frame, his build, and how he plays is similar to how I play, right? So if I was shorter, I would get, if you're shorter outside to answer the question, uh, Curry's would work. Um, like this is just mostly for basketball shoes. You can get Mizuno's, but I'm not really a personal fan of Mizuno's. Um, you can get Curry's, uh, Damian Lillard's shoes are pretty solid. Uh, Harden's are solid. Um, if you're on the shorter side, if you're on the taller side, I would say, uh, some way of Wade's, uh, Dwayne Wade's shoes, Freaks, um, LeBron's, uh, LeBron's are a little bit bulky for volleyball, for my opinion. Um, Kobe's are pretty solid as well. Uh, so those are for basketball shoes, but Mizuno's and like Nike has some good solid flat shoes, um, that are good for volleyball and you can look for those, but those are, I'm just speaking from experience cause I've always played basketball shoes. Uh, yeah. So following the frame, um, of the player you're buying from, um, uh, also the fit and the comfortability making sure that there's not too much room in the shoe, right? You want to have a snug, tight fit, especially with how much volleyball players change directions and jump and run and all that stuff. So making sure it's a snug fit but not cutting out the circulation in your foot. Um, and then, uh, what else was I gonna say? Yeah, so it's, it's, it's who it is that's making the shoe, making sure it's similar to your build and your frame and how you play. Um, the comfortability, but then also the function, like I was saying, of like how well it fits and how the person that they play in their shoes, how it's similar to your game as well. Question number four, how do I know when to start my approach? Do I do it at the peak of the ball or as soon as the ball leaves the setter's hands, please help? So again, it depends on the speed of your offense. I would say in general, you always want to be at least on your first step going into your second, right? Or just at least go on your first step, right? Because most of the time, even if you run fours or fives or reds or threes or whatever it is, if you haven't even started your approach as the setter is setting the ball, most of the time you're in trouble, right? Unless it's out of system, of course. So I would say to start your approach, make sure you are starting it at least starting it as the setter is setting the ball, right? And then the speed of at what what step you should be on in your approach should be different, right? Like I said earlier, of going into your second step if it's fast on the first step, um, if it's a slower offense, but just in general, you should always be starting your, you should never start your approach when the ball's at its peak, right? If Like if they've already set it, and the ball's at its peak, and you haven't started your approach, it's it's over. You've already you're already ten times too late, right? But if you start your approach at the peak of when the pass is made, that's too early. So I would say make sure you're at least on your first step as the setter is setting. That's your safest bet. And so as the setter as the ball is leaving the setter's hands, you should be going into your second step. That's uh, what I would say. I'm a lefty oppo, 
Question number five. I'm a lefty oppo and when have double and when have double block and the set is long somewhere to antenna, I spike sharp line shot on five, six meter line. I would say my feedback for this as a lefty oppo, as you get higher level against higher level blockers, if the set is super far outside, most blockers are gonna know you're hitting line, right? I learned this the hard way because I did this yesterday and I got blocked. <laughs> uh, because yes, the sharp line shot is a great shot. But if you only hit line when the bar, ball is super far out and you only hit angle and the ball is inside, then you're what's called a face hitter, right? You don't want to be a face hitter because if I'm facing this way, I hit this way, and I'm facing this way, I hit this way, then blockers are going to pick that up. But dude, where he's facing is where he's going to hit. So if they pick up on where you're facing, they're going to put up a better block against you. So I would say just my feedback on this is also have the line shot even if, like it's not pushed out all the time, right? Like that's still a good thing to have in your rep repertoire. But if you only hit sharp line when the ball's pushed out, that's going to be a really easy to read play for blockers as you get higher levels. So my feedback as a lefty oppo is be able to hit line and hit angle with any set that you get, right? If it gets pushed out super far towards the antenna and you still hit angle, then that opens up more shots because they're like, oh, he can hit angle and line when the ball's over here and hit angle and hit line when the ball's over here. And that makes you a more effective hitter, especially as a lefty oppo. Um, yeah, so that's my thing for that. So that is the end of this episode. Hope you guys gain a lot of value from this. Uh, if you want to work with us and work inside the VGC programs and get to work with us one-on-one -on -one more specialized and personalized help, uh, then click the link in our bio, go to our link tree, or just go to our website to find out more, which is www.vgc.community. Uh, that is where you can find more links and places that you can get opportunities to work with us and to, more importantly, develop your own skills with us with guidance as well. If you learn more for, from this uh, show that you usually do, then share it with a friend, share it with a teammate, because that is how these episodes get into the hands of more volleyball players. Uh, thank you guys for listening and watching, and we will see you guys next time and always grow together.